Greetings, the internet. You're listening to Ask Yoss Brothers. You're with your hosts, Max and Phil Oz. I'm Phil. And I'm Max. We talk the lowdown, offer guidance after reading your letters. If you want some constructive advice for your life problem, contact us at asktheozbrothers at yahoo.com. We may not always agree, but we're there for you. Remember to read the disclaimer on all available platforms, but please send in your letters. We want to help. But um, how are you anyway? I'm okay. I can see you there. I don't have a camera as yet, but I can see you there with a the light underneath yeah. you. You're looking like a star in a horror movie. Well done. Yes. I'll just close my eyes and, uh, <laughs> and hope for the best. I reckon we should just get straight into it. How about I open up the shutters and we uh, just uh, fly through like a couple of butterflies? Yeah, okay. You've got two letters. I've got two letters. Uh, okay. You want me to go first? Uh, oh, actually, I'll go first. I've got it here. <laughs> okay, and, um, go for it. Dear Oz Brothers, Max and Phil, I live in Essex in the UK and have a wonderful husband. Our children have left home, who has a quirky hobby that has now mushroomed out of control. He has always been fascinated by snails and slugs and went to the annual racing event at Congham, Norfolk. He had a great time. I stayed in the hotel and caught up with a friend, and that was the end of it, or so I thought. Okay. He's obsessed. And because the event was cancelled this year because of COVID, he has been holding snail racing events in the basement and is broadcasting it over Zoom. Wow. Okay. There's a lot of noise happening every weekend for hours, and that's fine. As it's good to see him have fun, but it doesn't end there. He spends much of his spare time reading up on what he calls the Sapaya Charger. What's a Sapaya? Do you know what that is, Max? No, it sounds Latin. It could be like a yeah, subspecies of animal or something. Yeah, Latin word for snail, yeah. Right. The Sapaya Charger. He goes on and on about that. <laughs> oh, wait, excuse me. <laughs> That strain of snail and is now breeding them in terrariums, which I've banished to the greenhouse in the backyard. Okay. Snails, snails and snails. He has a poster of the racing event in the study and is now treasurer of a racing snail support group and has volunteered to drug test next year's contenders <laughs> as he works in a laboratory and has access to equipment he can use. Goodness me. He has access to what, sorry? He, access, he has access to equipment that he can use for in the laboratory to test the snails. Right. He's driving me nuts, and our sex life has died. Being in bed with a slug lover is not erotic, and I've tried telling him how I, I feel, but he just tells me in a cheery voice to be as resilient as that Capia charger that I hate to say I'm actually jealous of. <laughs> I am thinking more and more that if he cared for me more than the snail, he would have toned it down a bit. She's jealous of the Capia Charger. Yeah, yeah. My best friend tells me that she has a spare room in her house in Wales if I want to stay for as long as I want. I'm thinking of staying there so he gets the message. Signed Lorraine from Norfolk, the United Kingdom. This may well be the strangest letter that we've ever had. Does he label them? Like, does he put numbers on them? I wonder. Maybe he uses um, whiteout stuff, you know, and just paints. Probably. Yeah, it's a little brush, a tiny little brush. Look, it's a big world, and there's lots of people in it, and so you've got to, you're going to have something very odd going on from our perspective, yeah. and that's going to include people racing snails. What do you think? I mean, she's complaining, she's jealous of this snail, and oh my goodness me. <laughs> it is a strange um, one, but it's real. You know, I wonder sometimes, Max. Um, Hang on, can you um, just give me a second? I'm just uh, having a look here. Uh, okay. Well, and it seems that snail racing is a real thing. Yep. There you go. It's big in England. Is it really? Yep. There's some annual festival in uh, Norfolk. That's where the tents get put up and uh, people come from miles around and they bring their lettuce-eating friends and they uh, put them on a big uh, 
what seems to be a big uh, mat here with circles in it. They put them all in the middle, and the one that comes out to the I edge. I thought they'd be like a, like the laneways with barriers <laughs> up high, so that it doesn't you know. I think that'd be a bit of lane wandering, you know, a bit of you know, a few angry snails. Yeah, you know, they stay, would go in, stay well, out they'd, of my they'd, lane, but anyway. they'd, they'd get disqualified then, wouldn't they? If they cross the lane, I don't know. You give me all this stuff, the tipbacks and the and the lanes and the snails. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> what well, do you think? Can we help Lorraine? I think we can. Just, I think we can. We're I mean, just going to amuse ourselves here. Well, it's a funny letter, but the bedrock of it all is a person here who's not being listened to. And if you're not listened to, it doesn't yeah. matter where you're from. You could be from Brazil or Egypt or New mm. Zealand or Venezuela. It doesn't matter. If you're not being listened to, you're going to feel pretty upset. Venezuela. I've been waiting a long time to say that word. Well, you didn't say it very well, got to say. But anyway, look. So Lorraine, she has this problem, yeah. and she's not from Venezuela, but it doesn't matter because she's yeah. part of the human race, and if you're not listened to, you're going to be upset, and that's her problem now. I mean, we can laugh yeah. at her odd situation yeah. that she's in, but it's, she's got a real yeah. problem here. What she's got do? a hobby, okay, which is great, and she was happy. So it sounds like she's supportive. Maybe she needs a bit of a break in Wales. And when he says, why are you doing that? Well, you know, I seem to be taking second place to a snail, which is pretty slow. Well, yeah, I know, but she could be. She could also be very, very honest and say, "Look, I'm jealous that you're spending more time with the, with a snail." Oh, there you go. Here he is. He's got his terrariums. He's out in the what the greenhouse there in the backyard, breeding these snails, the fastest yep. snail. That's what he loves. That's his passion. I get the it. Capaya charger. I don't know. Maybe go to Wales. Uh, let him know that uh, you're not happy about the snails booting you out of the house. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. Take a break and, and a breath and. Yeah, just say, look, give me a little bit more love and attention and then just a snail, so, okay? Just come out with it and say, what's pissing you off? As you always like to say, come clean. Come clean. Don't be passive-aggressive. Just come out and tell him and say, look, I'm over this snail business. It's too much. Spend some time with me and love me and all that sort of stuff. But, but it is a very they, funny letter, I've got to say. It's it's funny, but they do have to have a discussion. Yeah, Simple no doubt that. about it. And she's putting off having the discussion, it seems, yeah, right. I get the feeling that she's broached the subject, but she hasn't sat down and said, listen, let's talk about the snails. I've got a real problem here, and you're the only person who can help me out. And yeah. just say what she said in the letter to him. Actually, even just yeah. show him the letter, or even yeah. get him to listen to this podcast. He might be in some kind of a world where he's having a lot of fun. He obviously is, but he's not actually thinking about the ramifications of getting very obsessed into a world which she can never be part of. I think he's got to pull it back a bit. She's very accommodating by the sounds of it, but yeah, I, yeah. she's past the point, you know, so. Yeah, it's just a bit too much. It's like you can have too much of a good thing. Lorraine, listen, listen to our mate here, Phil, because he's talking sense for the first time in a long time, I have to say. It seems to be that he is saying true words. Yeah. All right, shall we go on to our next letter, Maxie? Righto, matey. Uh, do you want to read out the next one or do I read my first one? I'll read the next one. I've got it in front of me. I haven't read it like uh, like we agreed upon. You do too. I do yeah, too. Yeah. Off you go. I did all, all the heavy lifting last week, so I think you need to come in and do a couple of <laughs> a couple of readings. Okay. Yeah. Righto. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to need a laminectomy after this season what because is, you know I've is, been carrying a laminectomy. It's a, a back operation because I've been carrying right. you through this whole. You know. Right. Okay. My deepest apologies. <laughs> Hi, Oz boys, in the upside down land, down under. Okay. I am 14 and I love your show. Uh, the advice you give is interesting. You'd be a hit at our school. Here's my problem. My father, my mother passed away four years ago, works hard as a supervisor for a mining company 
and is being given the project of organizing a permanent display of old mining artifacts for the head office in Pennsylvania. He gets stuff online for the most part and leaves it on the dining table. A few times a week, I end up having to clear it away to prepare for the dinner as my two younger brothers are six and nine and won't help me anyway. Okay, I appreciate that he worked hard and I love him, but I can't help getting annoyed when I see old boots, weird rusty weights, greasy parts for saws and chains and so on. Last week, I threw out a box of ball bearings. The worst of it was when I pushed off the table a case of old test tubes and they broke. I feel very guilty about it, but telling Dad that he should work on these dirty, smelly old things in the garage will only upset him and here's why. Just before my mum died, they had been fighting over him taking over the lounge room with lots of disassembled computer parts. In a rage, he packed them into his work van and made a midnight drop-off to the waste management section at his workplace. After she died, he made our home into a very sparse place. Very clean and all of mum's stuff was destroyed. I think he was flooded with guilt and this was his way of coping. But now it's like he has gone back to the way he was and is messy again. So now, can you see why I'm not going to ask him to do things cleaner? What do I do? Help me. Ange 05. Let me work this out here. The wife died. Now she died just after they had a big fight about him being messy in the house. He's being messy in the house now, and so if she says something about it to the father, that could trigger old memories. Because yeah. the father is guilty about the wife dying, yeah. as evidenced by him being very clean, doing the opposite, and having the very sparse house. Yeah, but now he's gone back to his old ways. We can see her frustration. I can see her dilemma. Get her dad to listen to the podcast. I think I disagree with you on this one, on a very basic level. I'm starting to catch up with this. She's 15. She's going to be in the house for, what, uh, another five years? Yeah, Why doesn't maybe she... more. Maybe a bit more. Why doesn't she just accept the situation and just put up with it and put in another 5%, another 10% and just clean up, even though, you know. Hmm. You're dealing with a grieving partner here. That's and, right. That's and she right. sounds like she's grieving too, but I think she really is making the point that her father is grieving. So she doesn't want to upset him. So I, I, get, I get your point. I, I don't disagree with you, actually. Why should she have to get a resolution through having his behavior changed? Why can't there be resolution silently with her yeah. knowing that she's just looking after him yep. in that small yep. way? Just yep. give him that creature comfort. Let him be a bit messy. Have the situation where she just cleans up, does a little bit more work mm. just for him. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to be around forever in her life. Mm. She's paying it forward for herself if she does that. Ange 05, I would say, I would suggest not try and get behaviour change with your father. Take up the slack a bit here because your father is still sore. He's hurting and he needs a bit of time to repair himself and that may take mm. a bit longer than yeah. what you might think. Yeah, yeah. give him a bit t and tell him you love him. Tell him how you're feeling about your mum not being around and it might open up the communication between the two of you. I like what you've suggested, Max. I actually think it's a better suggestion than what I made okay. for the first time, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wear it. Okay, uh, you wear it but, well. Um, yeah, I do. Like a poncho that's on a nice. beach. <laughs> yeah. Whatever the hell that means, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe just take a different slant with your dad and tell him you love him and that you miss mum too. And, and I know that you're missing mum and that might open things up a little bit. So is what you're saying that the daughter, or the writer, I should say, and yeah. uh, the father aren't communicating very well? Because they might be. Well, I'm getting the impression from the letter that they're not. In what way? He's talking about what he's doing and what she's doing. He can't see what she's doing and she can see what he's doing. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, there's yeah, just, there's no, yeah, there it, it doesn't look like they're talking much okay. at all. And maybe we just start talking and say, look, 
How are you, Dad? I love you. I miss Mum. You know what? I just thought of something. She takes our advice, and bless you if you do, and decides to cut her father a break and help him out during this grieving process and just you know pick yeah. up the slack. She could actually say that to him and just say, look, I know, Dad, that you're having a hard time. I'm having a hard time too. You're making a bit of a mess, but I'm going to um, help you out here and just clean up a little bit. I'm going to help you out here by cleaning up mess on the table. You've got this Mm. uh, project for work with getting all the stuff together. I'm going to help you out here and just relax because I think you need it right now. So that's what I decided to do. And that's like two in one. She's helping out and she's doing the communication bit. So if someone said that to me, I think, wow, you know, you're okay. That's Mm. a great thing that you've done. I get Mm. it. So we agree on this? We do. It's the middle of the show. It is. It's our opportunity to talk to each other about what we've been doing during the week. Have you got something that you'd like to share? Well, last week, I should just remind the audience, last week we had a writer contact us about someone in their life who was what they thought very, very difficult. And Phil and I talked about how this was a really big issue and we would attend to it next week, which is this week, which is now. And I'm Mm. now going to play the letter from last week. Here's the letter right now, which we're going to talk about. Dear Oz Brothers, I find it hard to be around my father. He's always getting my sisters to remind me that I should call him. I get this feeling that he wants me to worship him. It's like he insists I should do so. If I don't feel like, like it, I get these pangs of guilt. But somehow I feel I shouldn't feel that way. But he has this hold on me. I feel lonely and unloved. Okay, Am I allowed to feel this way? Sign, problem child. Okay, so Yes, yeah, okay. That was good. I'm glad you played that again because it refreshes me. But having said that, I've actually been doing some research and there's a really good uh, YouTuber. Her name is Dr. Ramani. She's a psychologist. She specializes in narcissism. Now, her main point is that it is a deregulation of one's own self-esteem. They look to others to make them feel good about themselves rather than looking towards themselves. The big thing here is that it can be as a result of either not getting the love that you needed as a small child or getting too much. It's that dichotomy of why this happens. It's a deregulation or irregularity of self-esteem. Does that make sense to you, well, Max? It, it does. I mean, I've been doing a bit of research myself. There are nine... Nine traits. Well, nine traits yeah. that the experts talk about. And it's a spectrum too. Isn't that right? A person may have seven of those traits, so they would still be a narcissist, but they wouldn't be as bad a narcissist as someone who had nine of those traits. Apparently, there's only one person in the whole world who actually has nine of these traits, and that person actually is an expert on narcissism and talks about it, has, oh, right. has their career talking about narcissism. I can't remember the guy's name. Yeah, yeah I saw a YouTube... Uh, well, he can't be a narcissist if he's... He is, yeah. and he wears it like a badge. He's happy about it. That's, that's okay which is actually part of narcissism. He's happy to have the label of a narcissist because that elevates him as something kind of special. So this guy has nine points, and it seems that what the experts say is that everyone has about two or three or maybe even four of these Mm. things, but if you've got five or six, then, you know, that's a problem. Prisons of the world are full of people who have, you know, six, seven or eight of these things. Having seven is pretty Mm. rare, but everyone has one or two or three of these Mm. things, and that's perfectly Mm. normal. I did look at one video, I've forgotten the name of it, and it seems that mostly it's men, but there are women that are narcissistic as well. And I think the equation of 8 out of 10 are male and 2 out of 10 are female. I wonder, I wonder. 
And there's I can, one. I completely yeah. disagree with you there, but go on. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with it either. Well, what do you disagree with, Max? There's a guy mm-hmm. called Peter Wright. He happens to be an Australian, and he's actually talked about the narcissistic pathology, and he wrote a 5,000-word dissertation on it, yeah, you know, which right, he submitted yeah. admitted this year, and talks about how women can be narcissistic and it flies under the radar. So right. what, what we look at, we see mm. with men being alpha males and on Wall Street and uh, being bossy and you know sleep around and, and all that and, sort of stuff. And presidents of the United States. Yeah, yeah, and all that sort of stuff. Mm. But what people don't look at are women being narcissistic and it actually it presents as something else in a clinical mm. way. So oh, no, I'll just, again, fin- I'll, I'll, I, no, I'll just finish off by before, saying... Before, no. before you go on, yeah, I will okay. say that I actually agree with you. I'm not saying that that is right, that it's 8 out of 10 is male. That's just what I've been told. Told, but I actually agree with you. I would not be surprised if that, that that's my point. That's, I, understand. That, uh, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, go yeah, on. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, Max, to interrupt you. No, 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 no. That was a, a needed interruption because I was thinking, you know, you're saying you know, eight for guys, that's bad. Two for women. I believe in a world of equality. You know, mm. you see good things in men and good things in women and bad things in men and bad things in women and, you know, not mm-hmm. too much of one yep. and the other. I, I'm thinking that the, the writer of the letter does have a problem on their hands Assuming we have a narcissist at hand, what do you do? Because everything I'm learning in the last week says that you can't actually have a dialogue with a narcissist. Because No, no, I agree with you 100%. Everything you said, spot on. Can I share with you an anecdote yes. that I come across? Okay. There was a, a woman who talks a lot about narcissism and stuff. She talked about the narcissistic mother and the son. Now, this son who was living at home with her, she did all his banking, all his cleaning, everything like that. And he was 40 years old. And he decided he wanted to get married and leave home. And on his wedding day, she died. And I remember the commentator saying, you've got to be freaking kidding me. That is the extent that they will go to. Hang on. Are you saying it's a, it was a yeah. planned death? It's more than just a coincidence. We'll put it that way. Okay. That's what she's saying. Okay. The mother kicked up, she didn't want it, and then on the wedding day she fell ill and she died in hospital the day that he got married. Now, if that is not a narcissistic act, I don't know what is, if it is in fact more than just a coincidence, because I actually think that's the point she was making. It wasn't a coincidence. It's often the target of narcissistic mothers tends to be with their relationship with their daughters. It tends to be more prevalent there. But what I am also seeing is that there is the relationship between the narcissistic mother and the son. Now, they may turn out to be narcissists themselves. If they have enough awareness, they can not go down that path themselves. But, you know, it's something maybe we can talk about again later on, because I think it's a subject that will come up, I think, from time to time. Relationships with parents, relationships with partners who have these traits. We may get a lot of... uh, letters in response to the, what we've talked about today because i think that's really right really okay yeah. okay yeah well if, if we assume that sociopaths and psychopaths and people who are belligerent in society cause a lot of problems then there's going to be a, a lot of activity with uh, letter writing from the uh, mm. people who are affected by this mm. so what would be a solution well we talked about this and actually i think we came up with some answers last week this narcissist father in this case you act like a grey rock, like you mentioned, Max, the mm. grey rock. Did you read up about that? I I did a little bit, but I just really enjoyed what you said, had, had said about it. I thought that was really pertinent, and I think that nothing has really shifted from that. We just learned more about it. Grey rock, by the way, means you don't engage with the narcissist. You just don't engage yeah. at all. You, you have dialogue, which is very yeah. surface. You say, yes, that's okay. Yes, yeah. that's, uh-huh. that's not uh-huh. bad. Good on uh-huh. you. Okay, uh-huh. see you later. Uh, you know. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay, yeah, like that. 
Yeah, you just don't enter into any discussions about... Uh, you be the opposite of an insurance salesman. You don't engage. Yeah. And you just don't buy into what they're saying, no matter if it's innocent enough. If you buy into innocent statements, that will give them permission to get you to buy into the more demeaning uh, behaviours that they display. So just with everything, don't enter into any discussions about what they're saying. You might disagree with them, give glib responses, off you go. That is the way to go. So Grey Rock is the way to go. That's the answer Grey for Rock. that letter. Grey Rock, problem child, you have our empathy. You certainly do. We yeah. did our research. We hope we helped. Mm. We've learned a lot in the last week, yeah. thanks to you. Just to remind people to send your letters into rcisbrothers at yahoo.com. All right, now, now next letter, Maxwell, Maximilian, whatever Max you are. Are you reading out one? How many have you read out so far? I've read two, so it's your turn now. Oh, I've got, I've got a letter. Yeah. Okay, well, I think it's time for me to read out our fourth and final letter. No, our third letter. Oh, our third letter out of four. Here we go. Okay, hi, Oz Brothers. I work in a hospital as a personal care assistant. I'm studying at university, so it's a job I can do to help with my expensive school fees. I'm having a conflict I can't resolve, and being new to the job, I don't know whether to shut up and speak out. I fear if I do the latter, my job is gone. I live alone in a dingy unit, so if I lose this job, that's the end of things and I'll probably end up on the streets. Here goes! Exclamation mark. A senior hospital administrator or someone who has some office position who goes and talks to patients about things like how their care is going and whatnot has cerebral palsy, but she is high-functioning, hence why she has what seems to be a really cool job. Anyway, I've seen this a couple of times. The first time I couldn't believe my eyes. I've noticed while I'm picking up lunch trays or taking some nice old lady to the toilet that this lady in a wheelchair steals valuables from people's drawers as they are sleeping and when no one else is in the room. I've luckily pretended successfully that I didn't see her, but what I saw has shocked me. I got the information on who this woman was and have been told that I'm not to mess with her. In the meantime, patients are claiming stuff has been stolen and the staff is left liable to pay for the item. They try to avoid it, but I've witnessed heated patients really getting worked up. I don't know what the outcome is of these discussions. I know the truth, and I'm, but I'm scared. Can you advise me on how I should approach this? Kind regards, silent and nervous. Let me catch up. Uh, we've got someone who's working as a personal care assistant. They've got a conflict. I'm going over the letter here. A senior hospital administrator, her superior, has cerebral palsy, but is stealing stuff. Is that what you're getting? Yeah, yeah. Look, it sounds like this person in the, wheel, right. in the wheelchair has a senior role within the hospital. Kleptomaniac, amongst other things. Maybe we're talking about narcissism here as well. Wow. I mean, why should narcissism be reserved only for the able-bodied? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Bad behaviour can be attributed to anyone. But now, hang on, I, just, I should just say that we shouldn't actually just uh, say that this person is a narcissist with our iron fist coming down. They could have OCD. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're quite right. I, I don't know why I brought that up, but there you go. <laughs> that's all right. Well, you're throwing stuff out there, see what sticks. Yeah, 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 yeah that's okay. right. Well, I, I think our personal care assistant needs to speak to someone anonymously. Uh, this is unacceptable behaviour. There's a the temptation to say, look, I won't deal with it because they're in a wheelchair. Yeah, that's right. There's a bit of that, isn't there? There is. But people have warned this particular person, don't mess with her. Mm. I think things will catch up with this person. I'm just throwing this all in a heap here. How do you deal mm. with someone who's physically disabled, who's acting like a, uh, a fink? 
Like, how, how do you rationalise that? Well, you, well, no, you, no, no, you I'm, not, I'm not thinking of rationalising so much. I'm thinking, how do you... Well, yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah, you're right. Okay, how do you deal with it? Someone is uh, acting like a swine. They're acting like a swine, with a, whether they're in a wheelchair or they're walking around. Bad behaviour is bad behaviour. Absolutely. I was just going to say the same thing, Max. You read my mind. Be anonymous. Don't talk to anyone. Keep your own counsel about this sort of stuff. Wait a little while so there's a bit of time so that no one can suspect that you're the one that's made the complaint. It sounds so dicey. You're talking yeah. about all these ducks that have got to be in a row and all these things. Yeah, that have got yeah, to, yeah. Got planets yeah. lining up. Everything's got to work out. <laughs> and then you get the lottery ticket well, I'm, that I'm, wins. I'm, I'm trying to protect our contributor here, suggesting yeah, that yeah. you've got to look after yourself. But you won't yeah. lose your job. I'm convinced you won't lose your job. Maybe in this uh, politically correct world she might, or he might. Yeah, yeah. Hang on, before well, we go any further, put yourself in this person's mind. Mm. There you are, you're pointing the finger and you're saying, look, that person there, that person in the wheelchair is uh, being a thief. So you're going to mm. look pretty bad. Where is the onus? How do we prove this? Well, well, do we need I, I, cameras I just, and do we need technology? I, no, no, no. Already they've said that uh, you don't want to mess with her. Oh. And what do people mean by that? Right. I'm just right. trying to protect our rider here. You've got to do the right thing. And if you approach it anonymous, anonymously, you can disconnect yourself from the situation. It's not your problem. It's that person's problem. Ah, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but no, you, not all. you've just inspired a thought here. If this person can get some kind of footage of the thief, I know with a, you know, you set up. Oh, I mean, yeah. the, these cameras now you can get from Amazon for 50 bucks. They're the size of a uh, 10 cent piece. They're tiny. Yeah. A pen with a camera in it. Great resolution mm. there. You 2K resolution. So you can put one of these things around. You know, you just wait for the lucky moment. And then you get that footage. All you need is one bit of footage. And then you upload it to a cloud with an anonymous email address. And uh, you sit back and wait for things to happen. That is a worthwhile suggestion. Um, but I don't know whether really the person needs to get a camera. They can just make the complaint and it will be investigated. Um, it will be? Well, that's my take on it. But look, I could be wrong. Yeah, of course. But she says that I've noticed that she's stealing valuables from people's drawers as mm. they're sleeping. How do you get footage of that? How do you prove that? Well, she said that she's seen it, so that means that she's there at the same time. Maybe she could have one of these cameras on her, you know, the cheap pen camera. Oh, I don't sure, know. Sure, sure. I mean, that's a possibility, but really the onus isn't on our writer to provide that. Okay, um, okay. I'm, yeah, I think I'm, catch, I'm catching up with yeah, what you're yeah. saying now. I'm catching up with Mate, what you're that, saying. The onus think isn't on her. It's not yeah, on her. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Thank you, Max. Let's read our last letter. Okay. Hi, Thanks. Aussies. I love your podcast. I'll come right out front and declare that I'm a gay man who is self-made. I'm a business owner, have no children, and have been in a long-term relationship. Up until now, I thought I had everything in life. I was about to propose to my partner, and now that seems far from happening. He's a beautiful guy, and I love him two bits. He has been there for me so many times, I cannot recall how many. But something has shocked me, and I don't know what to do. I feel that if I follow my head, I'll never recover emotionally from this. But it's a case of if I'm damned, but it's a case of I'm damned if I do and damned if I don't. Anyway, I found while cleaning up our... Yeah, we specialise in that sort of stuff, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we do. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. While you're That's it okay. So well, Edi- editing is my future friend. <laughs> anyway, I found while cleaning up our spare room a stash of pornography... And it's not what you think. It was straight pornography, videos and magazines. Obviously, my man is not being honest with me, which I can't believe could be happening since I've known him for so long. What can I do? 
and unsigned. All right. Um, that's a problem, isn't it? So basically, he's, he's, um, his gay partner's turned straight. I don't know if he's turned straight. Guys don't turn straight. They, they stick to the uh, same uh, group. They don't change their teams. So what we're seeing here is a guy who is changing his teams, and uh, that makes me think that his motivation for being in the relationship has got to do with something else like money. Maybe he's a gold digger. That is a very good point. I can't come up with anything yeah. else. Yeah, I did not expect that, actually, that answer, but that is a terrific response. Our writer is a bit blind to the reality. Guys yeah, don't change yeah. their teams. What's yeah. his motivation, this guy, his okay. motivation? Um, I think you should dump him. He's there for the money, no doubt. I'm with you there. I think clearly he is misleading you and has from the get-go. I'd be getting out of that relationship ASAP. I would too. If I was this writer, I would be strapping on my back a jetpack and I would be pulling the ripcord mm. and I would be getting the hell out of that situation. Mm. I'd be putting a jetpack onto a heterosexual poser. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got I, to wear a jetpack because the two can't exist in yeah. the same room. The jetpack should be put on the offender, not, Mate, not, the, uh, not the rider. But they should both have a jetpack. One goes one way, one goes <laughs> the other way. Oh, goodness me. Our letter wasn't signed, but we're calling Bill. Okay, I Bill. Gonna, I was actually um, going to say Ben. Well, Ben, you need to give this guy the flick in no uncertain terms. Whatever you can do to get him out of your life, I'd be doing it. I would yeah, too. It sounds would like too. he has misled you. And, you know, like... Um, Why is he there? What is yeah. the reason for him yeah, being there? Yeah, well, he hasn't revealed his spots until now. There you go. If you boil it down, there aren't many motivations. There's only one, as far as we're concerned, that's money. I think it's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And Ben, be he's after your money, and that's it. Oh, if he's boy. not gay, he is misleading you. Wow. Uh, and he's a liar. Actually, this guy sounds like a narcissist, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Doesn't Maybe he? You're right. Doesn't he? Who would, in their yeah. right mind would pretend to be gay just so they can be close to someone to get stuff? That is absolutely... Well, we'll, we'll leave know. it at that. What do you think, Max? There's something we'll very Machiave Machiavellian yeah. and robotic about yeah. all that, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got a robot and you've got the, a Machiavelli. The two mm. together is a bad combination, I'm telling you. Well, that's it. I've got nothing else. Yeah. Again, great letters. That just about sums it up for today. Before we go, we hope your week is great and you work through your difficulties to create joy in your life. And remember, your life counts. Live it like it does. Signing off. We're the Oz Brothers. Bye, Max. See you, man.